And a happy wild card weekend to all the Mac and Main fans out there. Jack Main, Steve McAvoy, special guest today, Pat Pitts of Fourth and Goal Underground Sports Philadelphia. However you may be watching or however you may be listening, you are tuned in to the Mac and Main podcast, streaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. It is officially wild card weekend. Hard to believe that we got here with all the things that we have all been through, particularly the NFL, number of different reschedulings, number of different cancellations. There was a point in time where it looked like it was not going to happen, but somehow, some way, Roger Goodell pulled a miracle out of his ass, and we have wild card football for you all today. Fourth and goal, Underground Sports Philadelphia, Pat Pitts. He's our resident NFL expert. Pat, it's been a minute since we've had you on the show. Welcome back. Thanks, guys, for having me. I always love coming on the show because we're always going to get a good conversation going. And, you know, just two, it's three guys, two great guys, and you guys are just having a good time talking football. And, you know, and the fact that we can do this in the comfort of the Pitts Cave via Zoom, 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 I'm all for it. Not to mention the uh, the air mattress that you're currently sleeping on, which is a... Uh, I'm not kidding you, Steve. Um, I may have created the greatest comfort uh, comfortability station in the entire world because the way I have it set up right now, there's not a chance I miss any action today. I mean, that's a freaking move. I'm so pissed, dude. I have to go to work during the Bucks game, so I am really hoping they get a win so I can try to watch them next week, if possible. Ooh. I mean, I don't know about that, man. Oh, this Washington. Washington football. This football team has got some life in them. I don't so know, you know what, what it is. So, so, you know what? I think this is actually a great place to start because great. I was already concerned whether or not we were all thinking Washington was going to win. They're down. I want to say it's like minus seven and a half, something, uh, something a little ridiculous. I, th- I thought it would have been a little more. I'm sorry, sorry, eight and a half. But I do think the Washington football team could pull something out of the hat, but – Let's start there. Wildcard weekend, Bucks, Washington football team, with all the shit that's gone down between Ron Rivera getting cancer, the football team being the football team, Chase Young doing what Chase Young does, Dwayne Haskins being, I don't even know what to call him, considering it's possible. Considering now, now he, Dwayne Haskins being a free agent. Yeah, I would yeah. call him free agent. DH Simba, more like DH Pumba, as my. Uh, my master's program likes to uh, call him, but it's, it's been a wild year for Washington. And then the Buccaneers, we've seen the injury bug hit, hit uh, Chris Godwin, hit Mike Evans. They've had Scotty Miller as the number one receiver at some points, but Tom Brady has somehow managed at 43 years old to win, win America's heart or lose America's heart. Considering everyone hates him. If you aren't from New England, I love him. Well, I yeah, still love him. Yeah, he's still, yeah, he's still my hero. Yeah. So, but Pat, what are your thoughts on Bucks, Washington? We're going to FedEx Field today. See, this is one. It's hilarious that we're going to DC. Like the Bucks have to travel to Washington for this game, which is funny. But I really think this is going to be a lot closer than people think. Chase Young is easily, without a doubt, the D-Roy of this year. I mean, he leads all rookies in sacks for a reason. The man just gets to the quarterback so fast, so quick. And that's what makes this Washington team very good and very sneaky because, yeah, their offense isn't, you know, Bucks level or even Colts level. Um, you know, it, it's really just kind of subpar. And I said that's the beginning of the year is that Alex Smith was going to be the starting quarterback of this team. 
and he led them to a playoff run. And that's what he does. You know, he did it in Kansas City with uh, the Chiefs. Yeah, they didn't get far, but I mean, he's still, you know, doing something. You know what I mean? So it, it's it, I, that interests me a lot. It's their defense that I really, really want to look at because if there's one thing I know as a New England fan, it's how to beat Tom Brady in the playoffs, and it's just blitzing them. And that's what I think Ron Rivera in this in this defensive line are going to do is they're going to blitz the shit out of them, and they should. They absolutely should. And I think that's going to be something uh, that we watch out for. But I will say Chase Young saying, I want Tom Brady. Like, you can't do that, man. You Sorry, can't. Chase Young. <laughs> you can't do it. Too early in the career. Exactly. And, like, we know how this goes. Don't do it. But, but at, the yeah, end of the day, at the end of the day, though, credit to Chase Young for having the, I, I guess you can call it the bravado to be able to kind of say that. Uh, I know that there has there, there have been a plenty of previously Washington Redskins and now Washington football team players that have had, have kind of ha- had a big mouth, D'Angelo Hall, i.e. But still, uh, Tom Brady probably is, most likely isn't phased by it. Oh, no. Did you see his face after they mentioned in the press conference? He just said, like, the worst thing you can do is not have, like, well, one, it's the worst thing you do is have a piss off Tom Brady. But when you get, when you see Tom Brady get into that, like, smirk, like, all right, like, evil, you know, it's going down. Like, that's when you run. He just run away because he is going to do, he's going to go to that level that he always goes to in the playoffs. We didn't see it last year for some odd reason, but I think we're going to see it this year. You know, it's a new team. They have a lot, you know, geez, a lot better options. And Godwin, Evans, you know, even Slotty Miller has been incredible uh, this season. I think he can have a little bit, you know, a decent game today. I'm really interested to see about the, here's the thing that really interests me is that I want to see how the run game uh, goes for Tampa because that defensive line, yeah, it's great when they get into the quarterback, but the reason they're there is to stop the run. And if they can stop the run with, Ro, you know, with Rojo, Fournette, whoever, then that becomes a real issue because the Bucks only become one-dimensional, and then they're going to have to really rely on the passing game. You have to establish a run early, and you know, Rojo, he's been a great. He's, did you know that he's top ten in yards this season? You know, so he's one. Of, he's a guy that no one really thought of to be a top running back in the league but with Brady he has become one I think he's a key to this game's success it's going to be if they can establish a run early so that they can get Tom going I loved watching Tom Brady this year because it was for only the second time in his career he threw for 40 or more touchdowns and he was the best quarterback out of any out of any quarterback in the last five weeks of the season and Antonio Brown was arguably one of the better receivers in the league like what year are we watching football because to say Antonio Brown was playing some of his best football that he's played at a consistent basis and Tom Brady statistically had the second or third best year of his career it's kind of remarkable to think that and we've seen Tom Brady go up against some great defenses in the playoffs the one that comes to mind for me is the Seattle Super Bowl Back in 2015, that was the Legion of Boom. Tom Brady took them down. There was also the greatest show on turf. The first time Brady ever played in a Super Bowl, he great he he beat the St. Louis Rams. That was a great defense. Same with the defense that he faced when he when he beat the Rams the second time in the Super Bowl just a few years ago. So when a great defense comes to face Tom Brady, 
when Tom has either neutral site or he has home field advantage, he does very well. I, I don't have this stat right on the top of my head, but it's like I saw something this week that it was like when Brady faces a top five defense when he's at home or when he's at neutral site, meaning the Super Bowl, he has a winning record. Going on the road, however, he struggles a little bit more. If you can recall a couple of AFC championship games that he played against Denver at Denver when Peyton Manning was there, didn't put on a great show. In fact, one of the one of the more life and deaths, uh, one of the more life and death games or AFC championships that I watched, and you can blame it on Steven Gostowski all you want for missing that extra point in the first quarter. But the matter of the fact is that that defense that the Broncos had that ended up making them Super Bowl champions a few years back, Brady struggled against that defense. Same thing when he had to play the Colts in 2006, another Tony Dunchy led team, great defense. It stifled Brady when it came down to crunch time. I am a little nervous when it comes to Brady facing great defenses on the road. So, so my thing, yeah. yeah. What you say, Steve? It's interesting you say it, Jeff, because in the reality of things, while Washington really isn't a top defense, they're probably around, I want to say, say they're around 13, 14th in the league, which which, which really is no slouch. They're still in, in the top half. Hey, they were a top, they were, the, they were the best pass defense, or second best pass defense. So they, like, they have good options. And I think, like uh, Pat's saying, is it's going to come down to uh, Chase Young's ability to chase down Tom Brady because. If you do end up getting to that one-dimensional issue, which is what, which is exactly what the Broncos did as well as the Colts against Tom Brady when he was in New England. Now, granted, they never really had a star-studded running back for however long it was. They had they had good options, but the, but it was never an elite option at running back. It, it, it might cause a problem. And, and at this point, if you're looking at at betting odds at, at only eight and a half, there's a pretty good chance Washington might just cover and and or win in this game. Yeah, I, I can see Washington, yeah, at least doing that. My thing is, in Jack, you, you bring up a lot of good points there with the defenses. And the biggest thing that I noticed from those defenses that have given Brady a lot of trouble is that, yeah, they're on the road. The, you got that home, advantage, home field advantage. We're not going to have that this year. You know, uh, there's not really any fans, if any, in the stands to really make an impact. And on top of that, it's a new – it's a weird year. It's just a weird year in general. But my thing is that the Washington football team is good. They are a good. They are a good football team, and I think if they can get to Brady and blitz the shit out of him a little bit, I mean, they can really do some damage. So then let's move on to the next game. I really want to talk about the Cleveland Browns because we finally get to see Baker Mayfield in the playoffs. For the first time in his career, it took a little bit while. It took a little while. They thought they were going to get there with Odell last year. The chemistry wasn't quite right. Freddie Kitchens was the shittiest play caller we've ever seen. But now it's a new system. It's a new style of Baker Mayfield, and he is in the playoffs playing the rival Pittsburgh Steelers. So first ever playoff game, but now he's got to face a rival in his first ever playoff game on the road. Pitts. What is your initial reaction to Baker getting into the postseason? I love it. Uh, I, I really am so happy for him because I do believe in this Browns team. I wrote an article at the beginning of the year for Underground, and it was my bold predictions for this year. And I'm going to give myself partial credit for the Browns is that I predicted them to win the division. And I was a Jets loss off from that, which kind of stinks. 
so, but on top, but it, my point is that I think the Browns are a really good team that they're going to do some, they're, they, they go winning against the Steelers this year in the playoffs. I, the, the Steelers have looked a lot to me like a team just kind of, you know, falling off the tracks a little bit. They're not the team that they were that started out at 11 and 0. You know, losing Bud Dupree is massive. Big Ben looks like he just is kind of struggling out there. And I'm, I'm really annoyed with Juju dancing, you know, dancing's first after the game, not before it. I really think the Browns are on a mission this year to win not only a playoff game, but to get to a conference championship. Kevin Stefanski is a great head coach. And I said at the beginning of the year, he's going to be a really good addition to this team because he has already done a little bit of what he's already, he's doing now with the Browns in Minnesota. You know, they have that dual threat running game in Cleveland. It's a little bit better because you have Kareem Hunt and Dalvin, I mean, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb instead of Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. And then on top of that, you get an upgrading quarterback in Baker Mayfield, who if you let him run and you let him cook and let him just give the ball to Nick Chubb, and that's kind of where you gain your most yards. But then when, you know, you're not really pigeonholing him a little bit to only a few play calls here and there. And that's what I think has been a really huge thing since OBJ left, to be honest with you, was when he got injured, you saw a different Baker Mayfield come out. You saw a Baker Mayfield that spread the ball around. He looked more confident uh, running around the pocket and scrambling to try to get the ball instead of like running for his life. And that's where I think the Browns are really going to be better than the Steelers today is that they're going to be better getting the ball down, moving the ball downfield and, when it comes to the Browns defense, Miles Garrett's the best. Uh, is he the best? I don't know. Because there's so many, he's a top five, at least defensive line, defensive line and pass rusher in the league. And if he can get to big Ben a lot, as well as that Browns uh, line, I think that they're going to have problems. The only issue is their secondary. Matt, I totally, I totally agree with you here. And this is what I've been saying, even as a Giants fan for the longest time, when Odell Beckham suited up for the Giants way back and when, what was it, three years ago, under Eli Manning, the Giants were statistically better with Odell Beckham off the field than they were with him on it. And it's odd to say that, considering he was at the time a top five wide receiver in football. He he had maybe the, the one hand, he maybe the best. He had the one handed catch against Dallas, where everyone basically went went berserk and was like, "Oh my God, he's the guy of the future." But then he cut. But th- then he goes to the Browns, and again he he's basically in shambles. The Browns are a better team with Odell off the field than than, than, than they are them there. Why is that? It's because he demands the football. He forces passes to him. And if he isn't getting a share, he's going to bitch and moan. And at the end of the day, what is the one thing the Browns have? At this point, it's almost, it's almost like they have too many options to work with. Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper, David Ajoku, uh, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Peoples-Jones. Peoples-Jones. Rashad the Higgins. Even the Rashad Higgins has became, he's became Baker Mayfield's number one target over OBJ and Jarvis Landry. Exactly. I have more. I, so, like, yeah. So what's amazing is, is that the Browns have managed to get here with the realization that they didn't even need Odell Beckham in the first place. And now they're here. And I think what's, what's a great opportunity for the Browns is the fact that, you're right, the Steelers team is not the same team they were. Big Ben's aged probably seven years in the last seven weeks. It's almost like a total turnaround. When he came back uh, following, his, following his injury, he looked like the 28-year-old Big Ben that would go to the AS championship game every year out. And yet now it almost seems like a like a a shell of that. The wide receiving core hasn't been the same. Chase Claypool, I'm pretty sure hasn't hasn't caught a touchdown in four weeks. Hasn't done anything for uh, anything really since his his breakout three week stint from week six to nine. 
Uh, Deontay Johnson's been in and, out, in and out due to injury, and Juju's too focused on, on TikTok. It's just it, nothing seems to work for for the Steelers team in order for them to get going. And it's going to be the same thing. To, it's going to be the same thing thing today. When you have a, an offense as well structured as the Browns, and, and again, it's a lot of it falls to Kevin Stefanski, who's done a perfect job. Whether it be his college gigs to now, he's going to thrive. And I think the Browns might actually be a possible AFC Championship team if they can if they can keep it together and they get a pretty decent matchup in round two. I think that yeah. this is this is one of these years where. I know. I think the addition of the seventh playoff team really kind of throws a wrench into this whole landscape that we're talking about. Because originally, you know, we had the two top two seeds got the first round by. Everyone else played on wild card weekend. Even if you won your division, do I agree with that format? No, different discussion for a different day. But the matter of the fact is, is that when you have that seventh team and I'm in the playoffs, you you water down the talent that made it to the postseason and there is an opportunity now for one of these teams which is a lower seed the bucks the washington football team the colts or someone like the browns to make a run at an a to make a surprise run at a conference championship and it's unique in the fact that we can be like damn like even though this team went 10 and 6 you know 9 and 7 or 11 and 5 they are still a legitimate contender. We still haven't even talked about what Green Bay and Kansas City can do because we still have the idea that, hey, the Bucks could give them a run for their money. And same with the Browns, who traditionally you would think these teams would get first-round buys. But this year, things are different. Yeah, the Browns are scary. That's all I'm going to say. The Browns are a good football team. I do not see the Steelers winning today. It's just a different. It's just a different team than what we've seen before. Baker Mayfield uh, and the comparison I make is to a young Brett Favre. Baker Mayfield has a lot of Brett Favre in him, where he just likes throwing the ball. You know, he's a little bit of a better running back situation than Favre did. But I mean, what he can do when he is running that offense and just kind of giving a green light, we've seen what he does. He let he you know he leads his team to the playoffs. I think if you just give him more, uh, you know, let him go and let him cook. I think we have a very good Brown team that could be kind of a dominant force of the AFC. Who knows? Yes. We're taking Cleveland. We're taking Cleveland. As Jack holds up the Browns jersey for all of you uh, listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So speaking of surprises, there's a couple more that I think might kind of give the league a, a run for their money. Number one being the Colts. Number two being the Bears. And I know it's it's weird. Uh, Pat's shaking his head here. Bears are trash. Hear me out here. The Saints they hit it. The, the Saints aren't the same team that they that they were beginning of the year. Drew Brees is still a shell of himself. Let's be honest. His, his numbers have gone down following his injury. Michael Thomas, outside of two or three games that granted the injury ridden beginning of the year, again has been a shell of himself. And really, if you're able to isolate Alvin Kamara, it almost seems like you're you're in defensive heaven at that point so is there really any chance the chicago bears under maserati mitch trubisky or even nick Foles, is currently in the hole is, is there any opportunity for a player like alan robinson to possibly take something away from from the saints for the first time in i can't even tell you how many years no i i just don't see i mean the saints yeah they're not the team that they were before but i mean they can beat the bears 
I think that's kind of their, their win for the playoffs. The Bears are not a, a playoff team, in my opinion, just because of their whole uh, – oh, geez, I'm just reading on the screen. Sorry. Alex Smith experiencing calves or as Taylor Hineke trending towards starting. So oh, God. That Ooh. might change a lot of my predictions uh, after that. But, all right, we're talking about this. Um, hold on, sorry. What, what did you, I'm, that just really threw me out of, uh, for a loop because I just thought Taylor Hineke might start today. Yeah. And, um, is there any opportunity for the Bears to somehow upset the Saints? Oh, I mean, there's always a possibility, but I just don't see it being that realistic. The Saints are a good football team, even with, you know, an injured Drew Brees with maybe half the ribs that he started the season with. He's still finding, you know, he, he does look a lot better than what I thought he would play, you know, how better than how you th- he's playing a lot better than I thought he would the, to uh, begin the season. And Kamara, if they, the thing is that they have to, the running backs have to play. Kamara is their best asset. And from what I saw it, um, on Twitter, it looks like he's going to play today. If he plays, I really think he could be a real problem for the Saints defense. It's not the passing game anymore. You know, Michael Thomas is really, hasn't really been that, you know, X factor that he was a year ago. It really relies on Kamara and the Saints defense, who are sneaky, sneaky, really good this year. Cam Jordan, I, Mitch Trubisky is going to have a problem with Cam Jordan strictly just because Mitch Trubisky has trouble getting the ball out of the pocket anyways. So if Cam Jordan can just get in that backfield and him and two other guys like uh, Hendrickson, they're going to be, it's going to be a problem for Mitch Trubisky. So if, if for some reason, and I, and I picked the saints to go to the Super Bowl this year, I think that they were, arguably the best team in the NFC Green Bay has since taken that title, but this is Drew Brees' last year. This is his last chance to get a second ring. What is the path for him to be able to achieve that dream of, of his second Super Bowl? You got to get through the bears. That's the number one thing, obviously today. And you can easily do that. I'm, I would pick the Saints in a heartbeat and not trying to fool around or be fancy with that. The big thing is you got to get through the better teams in the NFC. You know, if the Bucks win today, that's a tough team to play against in the playoffs. They, we, you and I know this of all people, Jack. There's, there's Tom Brady in the regular season, then there's Tom Brady in the Tom playoffs. It's a whole season, different yeah. animal. It's a whole different, you know, tra- planning strategy for him. And he's just a different quarterback. That is a, what I think Drew Brees has not seen before playing in the NFC is that he we haven't really seen that Tom Brady until the Super Bowl whatnot. He's going to be a man on a mission. He's going to give him some trouble. I think the Seahawks uh, hopefully figure it out. But, you know, I think his big problem is he's got to get through the Bears today. And then if he comes across Tom Brady, I mean, good luck. So let's – Steve, you got something? No, um, I'll – I was going to move on to my next uh, possible surprise of the playoffs. Ooh. So, the other team that I think may have some sort of an upset alert here is going to be, be the Indianapolis Colts. And I, and I want to get, get your opinion here first. Being Colts and Bills, it's an interesting situation because <laughs> Philip Rivers really hasn't been the Philip Rivers of yesteryear. He's been what everyone expected, a 38-year-old kind of trying to play a play on his last legs. DeForest Buckters is questionable trending actually downward for the Colts. But for the Bills, Stephon Diggs is questionable as well. He's, he is expected to play even with the oblique injury. With the, uh, with the insane defense that the 
Colts have had the entire season. Is there any chance that Philip Rivers and Jonathan Taylor can somehow shove a big fat L to Bills Mafia? All right, I'm so happy you asked this question because I took a free play, par- not parlay, just a free play that I got from my bookie. And I took it and put all of it pretty much, or most of it, I mean, on the Colts winning, or not winning the Super Bowl, but going to the Super Bowl from the AFC. So, like, it's zero to win 200 or whatnot. So, since then, I've been really kind of getting myself to be the biggest Colts fan. I think they could do it. I think they could really at least get to the AFC Championship game. They're a different team. They're a different team than what we are seeing right now in the NFL because they don't rely on the pass. They don't have a star quarterback like a Brady, Breeze, Mahomes, Lamar, you know. They, they have Phillip Rivers. And then when they want to add a little more athleticism to their quarterback position, they throw in Jacoby Brissett. You know, they're not a team that is going to beat you by throwing the ball. They're going to beat you by running the ball and, you know, dinking dumps. That's why Jonathan Taylor has had such a great year, you know, his great rookie year. And then you add in Naeem Himes. You know, he's been a little bit of a, uh, you know, third down pass catching back. That's had a lot of success this year. I picked him up in a couple of leagues. That's how they're going to win this game. They're going to win this game by establishing the run, getting Jonathan Taylor, you know, going early. And then that's when you open up the pass game to get guys like Michael Pittman, Zach Pascal, Paris Campbell, T.Y. Hilton. You know, you get those guys involved. So if they establish the run game early on and get Taylor uh, grooving and get him on fire a little bit, I think that the Colts can really do some damage against this Bills team because I'm not a truther on the Bills. I'm sorry, I'm not. You know, I'm not a truther on Josh Allen. I get a lot of, you know, crap from it from the fourth and goal guys and my other buddy who's a Bills fan. I just have not bought into Josh Allen. I saw him in the last playoff game, and he he worked his ass off. I'm not going to ever knock that, but I just don't think that he has, you know, I'm not going to say anything about him until he wins a playoff game. So you don't think the fact that he has had probably the most improved season out of any quarterback minus Alex Smith considering the injury. Yeah. He's had one of the best seasons. Now I do agree with you in some degree because there, there have been issues or stints where Josh Allen will have two or three games where he's just, he's just just absolute bubkis, but then he'll, throw 400 yards the next day is that is that your biggest issue there see my my thing is the inconsistency I think Josh Allen has potential to be a very good quarterback I really do um you know I have my own personal things against him because of you know Madden and whatnot but when it comes down to my own person you know my own you know football expert analysis whatnot he's a good quarterback but I just do not want to trust him and put all my trust in him until I know he can win a playoff game you know that's kind of my thing is that I'm not going to say anything right now um, that, you know, Max Kellerman types off or Rob Parker, whatever. All I'm saying is I really want to watch Josh Allen close in this game because if he does well in this game, then that really opens him up and opens up a conversation for, you know, is he a top guy, whatever. This Bills team has a lot to prove today, and I don't know if they can do it with how well this Colts team is coached by Frank Reich. Before we wrap up then, with our predictions. Well, all three of us will get those in there. I want to talk about the Green Bay Packers. They have been underrated for most of the season. Steve still thinks Pat Mahomes is going to be the MVP of the league. 
If you look at stats, it's going to tell you that Aaron Rodgers, he had one of the best years of his career, 48 touchdowns to five picks. Uh, outstanding season. Com- had the highest completion percentage out of any quarterback in the league, and to do that while throwing uh, to a wide receiving core that really is Devontae Adams, and then I couldn't even name the number two option there um, besides Aaron Jones, the running back. So the Green Bay Packers probably got to go through – either a Tom Brady, Drew Bees, or a Russell Wilson to get to Tampa Bay this year for the Super Bowl. What are, what's going to be uh, Aaron Rodgers' path to getting his second ring? Ooh. Talk about another guy that I did not – I was not high on in the preseason that's really just shoving it down my throat. You know, I, I, I really love Aaron Rodgers this year. Uh, I've kind of turned a, a, a complete 180 with him. He's just incredible. I've watched so many Packers games – being stuck down here in the pits cave that I just watch him throw the ball and find open receivers. He makes it look so effortless and so easy. And the receivers that he's throwing to, yeah, Devontae Adams is easily a top three wide receiver this year. But what about like MVS, you know, or Alan Lazard or Equimeni St. Brown, you know, or even my favorite, this is probably my, my favorite guy, this year is big bob tunyon i love big bob tunyon and he's been he's a top five tight end this year strictly because aaron Rodgers has been utilizing him uh in the red zone and on crucial third downs like that's what rogers is doing this year and all right translate that for the fantasy stuff into the playoffs aaron Rodgers knows how to win we've seen it before you know and the problem before with the packers hasn't been Aaron Rodgers. It's been their defense. It has been their running defense. They they really struggle against elite and even top-tier running backs. Christian McCaffrey ran for 200 yards against them. Derrick Henry torched them. You know, it's that's where they're going to really have to focus in on. I'm not worried about Aaron Rodgers passing for five touchdowns, three, whatever. Like, he's going to do that. I want to talk about the Packers defense being able to stop the run and – really holding the running back under a hundred yards. That's the big thing. I mean, I think this Packers team could go to a Super Bowl and even win it potentially because of how well this defense has played over the second half of the season. They have 12 takeaways in the second half of the season. It's the most out of any defense, at least in the NFC. Zadarius Smith pass rushing is going to cause problems. And then you have Adrian Amos and Jair Alexander, two of the best DBs in the NFL. The Packers are finally a good, complete team, and I think if they were to go to a Super Bowl, this is the year to do it. Pat, just uh, Jack's getting a little, a, a little bit ahead of himself here. I want there's two more wild card matchups we got to talk about here. Until we do end up getting into these big contending teams and figuring out the X factors, or just really quick, because these are two of the real premier matchups of the playoffs um, outside of probably Colts Bills. It's Ravens-Titans as well as Rams-Seahawks. I don't think there's any debate these four teams are all very, very good, and they would have made the playoffs playoffs anyways had it even not been for this new playoff system. But one question just for each team. For the Titans, is it possible that Derrick Henry in and of himself could carry the Titans to a Super Bowl? I literally thought you were like, is it possible that Derrick Henry is the greatest thing to happen to Tennessee? And that was going to be a yes. I think both of those questions are yes. (laughs) No, yeah, it's incredible. Uh, Derrick Henry may be the greatest running back I've ever seen play the game of football. The way he moves for his, how big he is, is just absurd. 
Uh, and when he's playing a Ravens team, we saw it last year. What did he do? Against, what did he do against the Ravens in the playoffs? He won. Queen, he carried the yeah. team. And I think that's what we're going to see this year. The Ravens are not a good football team. I think the Ravens are probably one of the worst playoff teams uh, in the playoffs right now. Lamar Jackson is not himself. And it's just not a good, it's not a good recipe for the Ravens to win today. You know, Tannehill's firing. Derrick Henry is running all over everyone. And then on top of that, Tannehill has not only one great receiver to throw to, but he has three, well, two receivers and one great tight end. And AJ Brown, I said at the beginning of the year, he's going to be, it's going to be the Tannehill AJ Brown show on, you know, for the B, the B side of the Tennessee Titans. And it has been, Tannehill's been incredible. AJ Brown's been incredible. And then Corey Davis out of nowhere, you know, someone that you didn't really think you could rely on has really been someone who's getting six to eight targets a game. That's a team that is a playoff team that could make a deep run. I think they handle the Ravens very easily. And Derrick Henry rushes for another, like, 150, 170-yard game. This might be a, 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 a outlandish question at this point, considering it's only really been one year since he won the MVP. But is Lamar Jackson really Lamar Jackson? I feel like people are kind of overstating the fact that, that, that his MVP year solidified him as one of the greatest greatest players ever. I think teams have now figured him, figured him out. And he's kind of starting to fade into one of those mobile quarterbacks that kind of just go into oblivion after two years. And that's why I, I, I've been saying it to our guys here at fourth and goal. I say it because I'm the only one who really sees those patterns unfold and you can see something like that happen before your eyes. And that's what I think we are seeing a little bit with Lamar is that I'm not going to sit here and doubt his athleticism, athletic ability or anything. I mean, he's probably one of the most, if not the most exciting player to watch just because of, you know, you don't know what he's going to do next. He can throw the ball very well. He can throw it far and he has worked on that since coming to the league. But then we haven't seen a lot of him just breaking out and into these 20, 30 yard runs. And that's, you know, at the beginning of the year, we saw that he had a little bit of a knee issue. We could see that it's been, you know, carrying with him and, you know, he's been dealing with it this entire season. My thing is that this Ravens team is not, they're not an AFC championship team yet. They need it. And it has nothing to do with Lamar Jackson. It's nothing to do with the Ravens really as a whole right now. It's they don't have a pass catcher. They don't have a star wide receiver, even like a second, third tier. Well, no, no, not third tier. Cause that's what Hollywood Brown is right now, but they don't have that, you know, Chris Godwin. They don't have, you know, they don't have a Mike Evans or they don't even have a Tyler Lockett. You know what I mean? They don't have someone that they can consistently throw to, to get. You wouldn't say Willie Sneed. What don't you put that? Don't you? No, no, I'm just asking. I'm merely asking. Oh, I'm sorry. All right, all right. I, 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 sorry. I just my thing with Willie Sneed is I just like every time someone brings him up, like, oh, it's Willie Sneed. It's like no, he's he's just a good guy in a good situation. I think that yeah. Willie Sneed is probably just you know you're kind of putting yourself at you're stunting yourself there with Willie Sneed. That that's my biggest thing. They don't have it, and that's where I think they're going to really be stunted until they get a guy like that. I just don't see the Raven, the Ravens doing anything other than a wild card divisional until they get a guy that Lamar can consistently pass to and target 10 to 12 times a game, and they don't have that in Hollywood Brown. No. So hang on, Steve, before, you, before, before we get to the next game. Do you know John Surratt, Pat? Yeah, I do. So John Surratt – world's most annoying Ravens fan literally just texted me 
um he's gonna instead of watching football today he's got to cover quinnipiac basketball um he was saying that instead of reminiscing about the old days in quotation marks pats fans or in in parentheses pats fans you can watch quinnipiac men's basketball now i want to get him back here because he also thinks the ravens are the second best team in the afc behind buffalo well that's why Based on what you've said <laughs> in the past three minutes here, that would contradict everything that he believes in. Tell us why the Ravens will not be in the AFC championship game, let alone possibly beating the Tennessee Titans. See, that's and it has my thing is that I'm not saying this as because I don't like the Ravens, because I don't. I'm saying this because I am looking at this black and white when you look at these two teams and you look at not only these two teams, but you look at every single team in the playoffs, what do they have on their roster? And they have a good quarterback. They have a good running game, or at least a tier two high tier three running back that can get them yards and establish run. And then you know what they also have at least two to three pass catchers. The Ravens don't have that. You know, the Ravens have an unbelievable rushing game. I think that they could probably have one of the better running games you know, over the next five years with Dobbins, you know, Gus the bus and Mark Ingram's kind of floating uh, off into the sunset. That's where their strengths are. It's that's great for the regular season and great for fantasy. But when it comes to the playoffs, you need to have both sides of the offense clicking. They don't have that right now. Yeah. Lamar Jackson can throw a great pass. That's not what I'm arguing. I'm saying they don't have a guy that can catch the ball. You know, uh, they don't have a, a, an X factor who can change the game. Hollywood Brown is not a game changer. He's a great receiver. He's a good receiver going to be great. Uh, Mark Andrews has really struggled this year, you know, and I just do not think that this Ravens team has anyone that could really change the, the passing game like the Tennessee Titans do. The Titans have more pass catchers on their team and I'm including, you know, Anthony Ferkshire. Like it's just, it's one of those things. I just, I just do not see the Ravens, getting through the Titans with ease because Derrick Henry is going to steamroll them like the tractor seat he is and just head, head, uh, head to the divisional round. So, so you don't think a player like Mark Andrews is, is enough considering we we see it with the chiefs and granted they have Tyreek Hill and, and, and Sammy Watkins, but Travis Kelsey leads the league in, in, uh, in catching. So is it possible for them to thrive enough on solely a tight end? No, because Kelsey leads the league in receiving because he's another – he's a, a, a Gronk wannabe. And what I mean by that is he's unbelievable pe- catching the ball and he's got that, you know, Gronk similarities. But he just is not the run blocker that he is. And then on top of that, the Chiefs also have the fastest uh, – one of the fastest receivers in the league in Tyreek Hill. Demarcus Robinson is also fast and big. Then you have Miko Hardman, who's also a speedster. On top of that, yeah, you mentioned Sammy Watkins, who comes once in a blue moon, you know, I mean, production-wise. So. No, no, it's fair. I drafted him in the late rounds of my fantasy league, and I How'd ended up cutting him. Yeah. One of you know. That's all he ever does. There you go. That's what I'm saying. So He plays that's, two that's games a year, yeah. Exactly. And that's my whole thing with the, the – when you look at every team, you could tell me every – you could lit, ask me a team right now, and I'll say why they're better than the Ravens in the reasons I just said. And that's why the Ravens, I just do not see them making any sort of big playoff push. So the final game of the wild card, before we get into the big contenders and figuring out who really should end up being in the Super Bowl, is the Rams and the Seahawks. Russell Wilson was an early pick 
for the MVP because it, 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 it looked like he was. On the Seahawks side, two of the more dominant wide receivers in football, one in DK Metcalf, who basically he looks like a Mack truck running up and down the field. And Tyler Lockett looks like a, a mini little Porsche kind of kind of zooming around. And then even with Chris Carson in the backfield, but the Rams kind of had it all for the last three or four years, and things have seemed to slowly deplete. Whether it have been getting rid of, of, of the core wide receivers, Cooper Cup hasn't necessarily been the elite option that he was a few years ago. The, when they had Brandon Cooks, a much better wide receiving option as well as, as, well as, as with alongside uh, Robert Woods. The defense is still is still an incredible defense, but even Jared Goff has fallen off in recent years. What are your uh, thoughts and predictions for Rams Seahawks today at four? I really think the Rams have a good chance to win this game. This is going to be probably the tightest game I would think uh, from today's slate or the playoff slate. I mean, or whatever. Um, the Rams are a very good defensive football team. Sean McVay has a lot of just X factors on that defense with one being the best player in the NFL and Aaron Donald, he's going to cause problems for Russell Wilson. He can get to, into that backfield quicker, you know, so quick and so fast. And then you have Jalen Ramsey on top of DK Metcalf. And the last time Jalen Ramsey was on DK Metcalf, he didn't have a good game. You know, he's, he's really shut him down this season. That's kind of where I'm leaning towards that. If the Rams can shut down DK Metcalf and they can, you know, I don't want to say to just stop the run, you know, kind of just bend, don't break attitude when it comes to defense. I really think that they have a good shot of winning this game over the Seahawks because the Seahawks have not looked great over the past few weeks. They have not looked like that team that started out the beginning of the year, looking like they had an MVP type quarterback and Russell Wilson. It's I really been, I've been that guy all year that's saying the Rams are a good football team. They have the pieces to make a playoff run. And they do in Jared Goff. If Jer- I mean, Jared Goff's not going to play today, probably. I hope he does. But it looks like we're going to get the LinkedIn uh, accountant in John Wolford, Horford. I forget the name off the top of my head. It's not Bradford. But, uh, Brad, no, it's not Bradford. Brad, Brad. I know, what you, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah but the, po- point, the, the point is that if they can – all they need to do is just establish a run with Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson, or Malcolm Brown, one of those three – and then get the ball to Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Robert Woods is probably your best friend when it when it comes down to getting the ball downfield. He can do it in multiple ways, whether it's throwing in the ball or in those, you know, reverses, you know, sweep plays. And then when you get into scoring territory or if you have a big play opportunity, that's when you use Cooper Cup. That's when he's the most deadly. And that's what we have not seen a lot because you mentioned it. They don't have a Brandon Cooks or a third guy that, proves any sort of you know oh we need to focus on him a little bit more you know they they have josh reynolds right now you know you're not you're not covering josh reynolds like you're covering brandon cooks and then when it comes to tight ends i think that they're a little bit better than the seahawks and that's where they can beat them you know third downs and really in the red zone to score whatnot i think this is going to be a game where the rams take over uh the nfc west and you know can I think they could go to a conference championship in time for golf because the Rams, the Rams are a good team. No one wants to believe me, but I, I see so many good things in them that we saw when they played the bats in that Super Bowl that they're, they're coming back from, you know, and they get Whitworth back, you know, that's a key piece of their offensive line. The Rams could, the Rams are going to make some noise. Yet the Rams lost to the Jets, but who, who am I to judge? Yeah. Shh. Sh- 
We don't have to talk about that. <laughs> we don't want to talk so, about that. So where are the Jets? They're dude. They're they're figuring out who they're gonna take or who's Jacksonville gonna take. That's what they're figuring out. They're not figuring out game plans. Let's be honest. We kind of already know who Jacksonville's going to take. But that is a whole different story for when for, for when we, we are going to bring you on for, for draft week. Our draft yeah, day. Yeah. Speaking of that, because this is kind of relevant. The first time I came on for draft, uh, the draft episode that didn't get recorded because of the. Uh, WQAQ stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have predictions there that like hit spot on. <laughs> you did. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, I said should have been a lion immediately, and he got booed, and he still is the best tight. He's the best option they had. Sure. And I said the Pats should have picked DK Metcalf at thirty-two. Who's you did? No way. Okay, wait, wait, wait. We have Pitts. I don't know if you remember this. You and I, yeah. we sat down and we did like a thirty-minute interview in yeah. the in the podcast studio that is on our i swear to god that's on our spotify profile somewhere okay because if you I go through like, hits there like they, they yeah. hit. if you go into our our podcast list yeah i swear to god nfl draft preview with pat pitts you and i for 30 it's a 30 minute right. episode we, all we right i'll look that up after this because I, I like i'm i reference that a lot every time dk metcalf goes off i'm like i said the patch should have taken him 32 and everyone that's knows, what everyone's i keep like, telling yeah. They're like, yeah, I know that. No, you didn't. You didn't say that. I'm like, I absolutely I, did. So. You absolutely said that. But because you said that, I tell all my friends now, I'm like, I the Pat should have taken DK because everyone was like, oh, but Nikhil Harry was the best option for the – no, DK yeah. Metcalf was on the board, and Belichick was like, nah, bro, let's take some kid out of he Arizona. Looks like a cyborg. He looks like a goddamn cyborg. Do you want – like, imagine if Tom Brady had him. They would – they would be in the playoffs right now. There would be no mention of Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. He's he's by far the biggest receiver since since Calvin Johnson. But final oh. team we had to talk about, and we already kind of hashed out on them, is the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's talk about Super Bowl contenders. Who really could be the top four teams to make it make it there? People are already kind of slating the Packers and, and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. They want to see the Mahomes, Rodgers, who really is the MVP of the league. But Pat. Who really is the four best teams to get a crack at the Lombardi Trophy this year? Okay. I'm going to put all my bets, biases, and whatnot aside for this one. Chiefs As he picks Packers, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, no, I, I don't know about that. Oh, that may be. But I will say, like, let's be realistic here. The Packers and Chiefs should absolutely be talked about in this conversation right now. So I'm going to do that. The Packers and Chiefs, that would be a great Super Bowl. And like I want to say that it's possible for them to play each other, but I mean we have a lot of great teams coming out of both conferences. So yeah, the Packers and Chiefs, we talked a little bit about them already. I do like the Titans to make a push for an AFC you know, AFC championship game, just because I think that they're a lot more complete than people think. You know, yeah, it is the Derek the Derek Henry Tennessee Titans, but Tannehill and AJ Brown whatnot have still made that into a, you know, a, a complete team. I want like, I don't think Washington will get to the conference championship. It'd be a great story, but realistically, you know, I just don't want to bet against Tom Brady. Um, so I think the Bucks will make the conference championship. We'll get like a, a Packers Bucks would be sick. And then from the AFC, like, I want to say the Colts just because I really am very high on them. 
and whatnot, but I'm going to have to go with the Titans and Chiefs. I think that's going to be my AFC, um, you know, championship game is just because that's going to be an absolute barn burner from last year, you know, round two. And it's going to be a lot, it's going to be a lot closer. So I, those are my four teams, I would say, uh, to get to the conference championship games. And what comes to Super Bowl? I don't know. You know, I really don't know. I don't want to go that far yet. But I do, I, I do like the Packers this year. I would love to see the Titans. I don't know, but it's it's a fun year. I'm very excited for these playoffs. I, I mean, I, I can't describe, I can't say more about how excited I am to not watch the Patriots and just watch football stress-free. Stress that free. is fair. That's very fair. I kind of feel the same way. Yeah, it's nice. You just get to watch games. You, you just know, get to watch not... football. Steve, is this what it feels like for you every year? Yeah, dude. Like, can you uh, enlighten sir. us a little bit? Sir, the Giants have, have I the I've watched two Giants Super Bowls. I could literally die tomorrow and be happy. That's fine. I don't have to. I don't have to watch watch another game of football. I don't even care because I said this on our Periscope. Shut the hell up for all you people who thought the who thought the Eagles tanked in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Pat, if you didn't watch that, please watch it because I. You, what, what do you mean? What do you mean? Did I, oh, do you watch the Periscope or do I watch? No, the we game? we do we do every Tuesday and Thursday we go live at five. It's oh, yeah. twenty minutes of us. Oh, yeah. So I had a Stephen A. Smith moment saying how the Eagles did not tank whatsoever, and if, and you are so dead in the brain if you think they did. Wait, they they absolutely did. What are you talking about, Steve? They put oh my in god, we are, I am not having this conversation right now. I cannot do this. However, Nate Sudfeld in the second half, Jalen Hurts had two touchdowns. They are they're looking into their future. All right, hold on. Totally different story. What? Go go and watch the Periscope from Tuesday, and you will see it. I have an Eagles fan in Underground Sports, the founder of Underground Sports, who literally came out and said they tanked because they went from nine to six. Right. Th- that isn't tanking. You're lo- you're you're looking to your future. They-, they had no stake in the game, anyways. Oh yeah, I agree. The the, the people that are arguing, oh, they tanked because uh, just to screw over the Giants. Get the hell out! Oh of no, you. no, no, they didn't do that. No, there's no reason that there is no reason. To ever do it just to screw over an opponent. Why no, the hell I, would you do that? I, I agree with that. No, I, I agree with that point, Steve. I'm saying that they purposely lost the game. I don't think they tanked, but I don't think they did it to in spite of the Giants. I, mean, I think that they saw six, and it's a lot nicer than nine, and we're like, yeah. I mean, not? hey, putting in Subtel basically means you basically means you're going to lose the game anyways, but I think it was more a matter of them looking at the future. However, different story for a different day. My final question for you is going to be, the, the, the sleeper. We've talked about, talked about the sleeper teams, but I want to know a specific player. Who is one sleeper player from one of these sleeper teams that might end up making a big run that if it that if there's any person that if you watch today and tomorrow's games and you say, this is the guy that is going to get them to a Super Bowl or get them deep or he'll make, make the play of the game for any team, who is it going to be? I mean, if the Bills want any sort of hope, Stephon Diggs needs to play. Um, Played against New England. Stephon Diggs needs to be the X factor in that game. Honestly, A.B. Antonio Brown could really be a sleeper. I can't believe that those two things actually make sense. But, I mean, look at how well Tom Brady's been targeting him and look how well he's been doing. Lately, too. Yeah, and lately. That's even more, which is incredible. Um I'm trying to. Th- I'm going through my FanDuel lineup here to try to figure out, just because I'm trying to think of guys that like would make a out of nowhere impact. I mean, my my guess. I'm gonna have to go with right now. I'll say, I'll say AB, just because I think if AB gets going, he's like 
the Bucks are going to be incredible because that's you just added a wide receiver one to a team that already has two wide receiver ones. Let's go to the AFC though, staying with a with Brown, but this time John Brown of the Bills. Everyone talks about Stephon Diggs and he's the Josh Allen's number one target and whatnot. But if he can, he's back, right? He I know he was dealing with an injury, but if yeah, he can um, come back, I mean, he was yeah, he's healthy. He was the OG number one for Josh Allen, and he is the he's a deep threat guy. He runs a great route. We've seen it before. If he can get going, and if he can you know, score the touchdown here or there and then like 80 yards or whatever. I think John Brown could sneaky be a key reason why the Bills, if they win today, you know, make a big playoff push. Or Super Bowl push, I mean, my bad. Jackson? So, is that it? I mean, I feel like, for me, my sleeper my sleeper is going to have to be Buffalo. And I the only reason why I say they're a sleeper is because they won, yeah, they won the AFC East, but the talk continuously is about the Chiefs and if the Chiefs are going to be able to repeat. I think the Bills are going to stick it to the Chiefs if they play each other in the championship round. You know, that's that's a matchup that, you know, Josh Allen, I think that the last few weeks he's played his best football. I get it. He played a Week 17 game where the other team wasn't really trying. Who did they play? Was that a Miami-Buffalo game? Yeah, Miami. Was yeah. it Miami Buffalo? Well, they were certainly trying, considering they they went had a playoff spot. So yeah, so I mean, Josh Allen, despite the fact that they won the division, you know, still put up big time numbers. He put up big time numbers against a good Patriots secondary. I'm totally great putting up giving Josh Allen the edge over Pat Mahomes at this current time. I mean, the 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 Chiefs struggled a little bit against the Falcons. In week 16, I believe it, Young Ho Kim or, or you know missed that Young game Ho tying Koo. Young Ho Koo, that's his name. Thank you. Missed that game tying field goal late. You know, we you know a win's a win, right? But at the end of the day, the Falcons are a team that you should be throttling. For God's sake, they couldn't recover the onside kick that any of us would have been able to recover had we had the opportunity to be on the field early in the season. So. I'm giving the Bills my sleeper pick, and I think that if they get to the Super Bowl, and I really don't want to say I'm going to root for the Bills because I don't want to be a David Maher, and I don't want to be a bandwagon fan. But the matter of the fact is, is that the Bills could potentially be the team that when they get a target on their back, they show up and they become Super Bowl champions. Pat, you put your bet on the Colts, and I'm going to stick behind you on that because – what if I told you the Indianapolis Colts were the fifth most efficient offense in football this year? I would agree with you. There is one person that is going to carry the Colts deep, and now I don't think it will get them deep enough to uh, beating the Chiefs in the, in the, in the AFC Championship game. But my friends have been, have been harping on this for so long. His jersey's coming in the mail for me. Rodrigo Blankenship. If there is one person – that you can put all the marbles in. All right, I, I, I'm literally sitting up here. Rodrigo Blankenship was one of the best kickers in football in his rookie season. He is the reason the Colts finished as one of the most efficient offenses in, offenses in football. If you couldn't punch it in the end zone, you knew he was going to get you the field goal, whether it be from 30 yards out, 40 yards out, even 55, which was his long for the year. 
trust in Rodrigo. It's all in the glasses. Trust the man. If th- if anything is if, if anything works, this this may kick five field goals a game. I don't care. They might win games because of that. I love his draft story. When he found out he was getting drafted, he was like playing with his Legos or something like that. I think that's, that's incredible. Dude, he, that's he, he's kind of weird, but like I love that. It's I like, like, like like kickers always have always have those like quirks. Like they're kind of like like the weirdos. I don't know if you guys have watched uh, Blue Mountain State. Oh yeah, but, they're weird. But the Blue Mountain State. Well, Blue Mountain State. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like like Harmon. So he's the weirdest person. I feel like Rodrigo oh, Williams yeah. kind of fits that mold. It's great. It I can't he absolutely does. I can't believe he plays the same professional sport as DK Metcalf and Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. Pickers matter. That's why football is awesome. Special teams That's is why football is the best. Football. I, All right. I, I watched an uh, a, a NFL films thing about how Tress Way on the uh, on the football team is like the biggest thing since sliced bread, and he's a freaking oh, yeah. captain. Like special teams oh, yeah. are so important and so special in football, and they're so weird, but I love it. Like Joe Judge oh. was a was a special teams coach. He, he's, yeah, for he, the Pats. I love Joe Judge. He's taping tennis he's balls. He's making the Giants funny. Bro, he's, he's taping tennis balls to players' hands. Tress Way is, is doing NFL films reels as, as the captain of the football team, and then Rodrigo Blaine's just playing Legos and kicking field goals. From like That's the incredible. Down. It's amazing. So, save all right. Yeah, football teams. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Mac and Main podcast. Everyone, go watch your football right now. Special thanks to Pat Pitts, fourth and goal USP for chopping on the show. We will release this episode ASAP so that you guys can get your predictions down, get your bets in. But as always, don't take anything we say too seriously because let's be real. We're just a bunch of college kids talking some smack on a podcast. Pat Pitts, Steve McAvoy, you have been watching the Mac and Main show. Make sure you guys go follow us on Twitter. Instagram, we're not on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, our blog, and make sure you guys go follow Fourth and Goal USP for everything that Pat Pitts does. For Jack Maine, Steve McAvoy, Pat Pitts, go Bucks! Super Bowl champions 2021. Giants, Super Bowl contenders 2021. Go Colts!